What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Call It a Comeback Podcast. I am uh, Tom Spallone, and uh, unfortunately, Bob McGinnis cannot make it tonight. So it's going to be a solo show for me here in the studio, and we're going to have um, one of my buddies, Ryan Stom, calling in uh, to talk a little Giants with us and uh, <clears throat> some of the big games around the league that uh, me and Ryan will talk about. And uh, we had Ryan on the show, I believe it was last year. We had some, some good talks, so it's, it's always fun chatting with Ryan. But um, before he calls in, I just want to go over uh, some of the games. So I hope everyone had a good good Thanksgiving, nice little short break. Uh, got to watch some football. And um, Giants, obviously, it was disappointing. Uh, couldn't come away with the win in Dallas. Uh, me and Stom will talk uh, plenty about that. Um, short, short-handed, down a few men, and uh, it was a tough one. They battled, though. Uh, but w- first, we'll start in Detroit, uh, the Bills and the Lions. I mean, that was a great game. The, uh, the Detroit Lions really are, are a team that should not be overlooked. Um, I was kind of wrong about them uh, going into the year, and, and honestly, they've, they're sitting at four and seven. They haven't been able to really close out games, but I, th- I give them a lot of credit for their fight. Um, they're a better team than I think a lot of people give them credit for. Um, they put up points, and they, they were in that game. They ended up losing by three because Josh Allen dur- turned into Josh Allen at the end of the game. But um, Josh Allen really hasn't been too great, though. Looking at, looking at the last two games he's played, I know he's played with that injured elbow that he hurt against the, uh, the Jets. But um, a lot of red zone picks for him. He, uh, he turned the ball over uh, against Detroit. But uh, in, in the end, he came out big with that throw to Diggs downfield. And um, that was a difference maker to get them in field goal range, and uh, and they won the game. But um, not enough can be said about the Lions <clears throat> and how they fought. They just really um, beat the brakes off the Giants last week, um, so that was pretty bad. But they followed up this that performance with with another good one against Buffalo, even though it does fall shy. But I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown had 122 receiving yards. Um, Jamal Williams, again, got in the end zone, as he has been all year. I believe he's leading the league right now uh, with rush TDs at around 13. So a big year from him. And uh, Goff looked pretty good throwing the football. I mean, Dan Campbell has his guys playing uh, pretty good football all year. And um, even though they fall shy, they they fought hard. Uh, We'll get to the Giants-Cowboys game in a little bit once uh, Ryan calls in, which should be momentarily. Um, so we'll hop ahead to the Pats Vikings game. Um, yeah, I mean the Vikings look good, man. Nine and two, uh, found a way to get this win. Another great game from uh, Justin Jefferson. He had 140 yards um, receiving and a TD. The uh, Pats again just couldn't get that that TD that was originally called a touchdown, I believe, by it was uh, Hunter Henry in the end zone that was called back. That was killer for them. Uh, they couldn't really recover after that. And um, the defense really got smoked by that, that high-powered Vikings offense. And, and Kirk Cousins uh, finally clutched up in prime time. And, and that's what he's going to have to do, especially w- with playoffs around the corner. This team's sitting at 9-2. and two. The expectations are high, although I'm really not too high on their defense. They, they give up a lot of points. Um, I mean, overall, they played pretty well this year. But, I mean, their defense is, is bottom of the league in a lot of statistics. So that's not going to bear well for them come playoff time, and that means Kirk Cousins is going to have to step up and put up points on the board with, with Jefferson, Thielen, and Cook, and, and he's got Hawkinson too. It's, it's a, lot of res- a lot of weapons that they've got for him in Minnesota, and that's why he's been pretty solid all year. Um, big game next week against the Jets. Mike White 
Uh, that's going to be a huge one. So a lot, a lot of tests coming up from Minnesota. We're going to know if they're the real deal or not soon because the tests are coming. So we'll see. Uh, we have Ryan Stom calling Ryan in right Stam. now. Ryan. Tom, how we doing? Brother, how you doing? Can you hear me? Uh, yep. All righty. Yeah, so I was just going over a little bit of the Thanksgiving slate. I know we were home uh, for the nice break. And uh, touching on that Lions-Bills game, I mean, the Lions really get – they've been disrespected all year. I mean, their record's only 4-7. and seven. They haven't really been able to close games. But, I mean, they're a team that really shouldn't be overlooked because that game was very winnable for uh, for Detroit until Josh Allen clutched up at the end. I don't know if you wanted to add any, anything to that game that you saw. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, they come to play, and I think it starts with uh, Dan Campbell. Um, you know, he's a big energy guy. And that roster, you know, they, they have a few guys that um, that are good. Amon Ross St. Brown's a beast. Jared Goff is a very serviceable quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense, their defense isn't bad, but, they, I mean, they fight. That's all that. That's all they do is just battle. They're in every game, you know, with uh, until there's a few minutes left. And, um, yeah, they're no, they're no cakewalk. They're, they're one of the teams that just – they're always in it. And um, – they came up short, although they, they did have a great a great chance of winning that game. Um, you know, Josh Allen, he's been shaky lately. Um, you know, he might be hurt a little bit, but I, he, he's taking a step back from uh, the first few weeks of, uh, you know, MVP caliber player. So, uh, yeah, it was a good game, though. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with what you just said at the end there about Josh Allen. I mean, I don't think we hear it enough. Um, across like national television on ESPN or Twitter or whatever, but uh, yeah, he has taken a step back, and I think especially in the red zone, he's got uh, far too many red zone picks uh, this year that you want from your star quarterback, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with who's in uh, who's the giant head coach right now, Brian Dable, who's a great offensive mind. Uh, but yeah, Allen's really gonna have to clean it up, especially uh, with the home stretch here. They're they're sitting at eight and three with the Dolphins tied for first, uh, and I believe they're still zero and two in division. So this is the home stretch where their star players are going to have to step up and, and be uh, who, they th- who they think you are. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I want to get to the giant game, obviously, that we, uh, we had to sit through another tough L. But um, honestly, a lot – like the Giants obviously weren't expected to win this football game. Um, we were sitting at 10-point underdogs. Uh, we knew we were banged up. No Evan Neal, no Bellinger, no Wondell Robinson for the year, no Adoree Jackson for the next few weeks. Uh, the list goes on and on, uh, as we know. But um, I think they fought, obviously, that first half. Being up 13-7, going into the locker room, you had to feel good. And, I, um, th- yeah, you had to feel good. The coaching plan, I thought, game plan for that game in the first half went pretty pretty much by design. Um, and, and, of course, you had some of the calls not go the giant way because, you know, it's Thanksgiving in Dallas, and Dallas always gets the calls. So it was, it was a frustrating game in the second half. Uh, I don't know what you, what you want to say, Stom, about that. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I went in there thinking, honestly, we're going to get blown out. I mean, you take a look at the two rosters, especially mm-hmm. after all the injuries the week before, and, you know, just the previous injuries um, with the door being out a few weeks. Uh, the O-line was banged up. Uh, and, and, again, no receivers to uh, help Danny out. So I went into that game thinking we were going to get absolutely blown out. And after halftime, I was – you know, I was feeling pretty good. I'm like, you know, we stuck to our game plan and we held Dallas to seven points and, you know, let's go win this. And, you know, 
there were flags that were extremely questionable, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, just really bad calls that the good teams will take advantage of, of if you're on the right side of it, and that's exactly what Dallas did. Yep. Um, their roster is a lot, a lot better than the Giants. Um, but, you know, Dable has his guys prepared, and I think that's a flaw in Dallas. I don't think Mike McCarthy is a great coach. Um, you know, he had his guys come out flat that game. Um, it's a short week. you got to be prepared. And, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of good coaches in, in the NFL, and I don't think Mike McCarthy is, is one of those coaches that, that you could say, like, you know, they're going to go out there and come out strong. So, um, you know, the end result was, you know, we lost by eight. Um, but, yeah, it was a tale of two halves. The second half, we just we couldn't get anything done. And, you know, a few flags uh, didn't go our way. And um, it was closer than I thought. So I walked out of there thinking, you know, I expected to lose. I expected to get blown out. But we, we kept it close with, with a depleted roster. So, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't mad about it. Yeah, exactly. I th- and I think that's kind of how every Giants fan's point of view was. Uh, I thought we fought. Um, but, yeah, to go on the, <clears throat> what you were saying about the penalties – um, I'm not going to sit here and say that the penalties obviously lost the Giants the football game because in the second half, the Giants uh, did not play well enough to, to win that football game. The fourth and one where Jones uh, didn't make the best throw to Barkley, but Barkley still should have made the play uh, to convert the first down. That was the backbreaker, and all momentum was lost uh, from the Giants after that. But, uh, yeah, and you, you mentioned McCarthy. No, McCarthy is, is not a great coach, and, and I think most even Dallas fans would agree with that. They're sitting at 8-3. and three. Okay, yeah, I, I don't think that's much to do with McCarthy at all. I mean, they have a ton of talent on that roster, and they're, they're penalized a ton. They, they had 13 penalties against the Giants, and, and they were the ones getting the calls, and the Giants had seven penalties. So that just shows you, I mean, 13 penalties at home, that's, that's ridiculously bad. That, that won't fly in the playoffs uh, for them. So – We'll see what happens. The Giants need to regroup. They have a huge game. This is the biggest Giants game in a, in a long time at home um, next week against the Washington Commanders. Uh, this is huge for NFC wildcard standings. Um, so we're going to see. The Giants are going to be getting uh, Evan Neal back most likely. Bellinger, I'm hoping, comes back. Uh, they're already, they already just took Azizo Jalari off the IR today, so he's, he's coming back. So the Giants' reinforcements are coming in uh, just the right time because they need to get healthy and they need to go on a playoff run. And we need to help Daniel Jones out because I'm tired of the, the Daniel Jones slander. I know Stom heard me on uh, – I was on WFN the other day after Thanksgiving. I was raging in the morning because da- uh, of all the Daniel Jones slander. But we're going to put an end to that once, uh, once he punches the Giants into the playoffs, hopefully. So we'll see. But uh, moving on here to the, uh, Pat's Vikings also on Thanksgiving night. Um, Ryan, that was a great game. Um, the Pats D, honestly, I was shocked. The Pats D really came out flat, and, and primetime Kirk um, didn't show up. This this was this is 1 p.m. Kirk on primetime, right? Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of balled out, you know. Jefferson, him and Jefferson have a great connection, obviously. Jefferson's, you know, a top two receiver in the league, if not the best. Um, and like you said, Pats defense, they're, you know, I mean, you know, the skill set, you know, they, it might not be there, but they'll always, under Belichick, they'll always battle they will always, you know, be ready to play. And giving up, uh, what was it, like 33 points, 35 points to uh, to the Vikings was a little shocking. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if, if you if you look at that game, and before the game, if you say, you know, the Vikings put up 35, I would not expect the Pats to even be in that game. Um, 
considering their offense, they don't have any playmakers. Um, Mac Jones, I mean, he threw for 372 yards. I think that's his best, uh, career best, so I did not expect that either. Um, you know, they have a good run game, but, um, yeah, that was a, that was a good game. And, um, Kirk, you know, he played, uh, you played like 1 p.m. Kirk. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a good game. I think we figured out a lot about the Patriots that, um, you know, I guess they can score points. I know the Vikings, you know, they don't have the best defense, but, uh, it was a good game for Mac to get back on track. Um, given the past few weeks, you know, his numbers, don't say much, but they're sitting at what are they six and five or something like that? Yeah, six and five, um, and they're they're right in the hunt. So you know, and it, it's a Belichick uh, managed team, so you never know what could happen. Yeah, no, they'll definitely be fighting for that <clears throat> that wild card with the Jets, the Dolphins, Bills. I mean that that divisions. We know the NFC East and the AFC East are, are the two powerhouse divisions so far this year. So we'll definitely see. I mean, it's it's nice when when Kirk Cousins has all those weapons, man. I mean. You look at those weapons, and that's what you kind of envision for your own team. Like, you see Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen, and that's what you want to put around your quarterback. So, Cousins looks good. They're sitting at 9-2. and two. They got the Jets coming into town next week, which is going to be a huge game for, for playoff uh, standings. There's there's a ton of good games next week for, for the playoffs that are going to be big. So, I'm excited for that. So, uh, we'll see. But, yeah, let's uh, move on to the 1 o'clocks yesterday. Uh, we had a pretty good slate. Of, of football games, I, I didn't expect it to be this good, honestly. So we can start with Bucks Browns. I mean, the Bucks, man, they're they're a disappointment this year. They're sitting at five and six now. I think a lot of that is because of Todd Bowles, uh, first year head coach of the Bucks, uh, just did not manage his timeouts well last uh, last night in the uh, in the fourth quarter. And um, you got Tom Brady in this loaded roster with Godwin and Evans and Fournette, and I'm really not sure how you're sitting at five and six. It's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, the Browns pick up a big win. They're sitting at four and seven. I mean, I mean, this could be obviously out on a limb a little bit, but I think I think the Browns got a shot. If you look at their schedule, a shot at making the wild card. It's obviously an outside chance. But Deshaun Watson just got cleared um, off suspension today, so he's he's activated back on on the Browns roster, and he's going to be ready to go. It's a revenge game next week. They got Houston. Um, I think he's going to go off. I think the Browns could really. Make make a run here and maybe make a playoff push. I don't know what you have to say about that. Maybe you could touch on the Bucks too, Tom. Yeah, I I, mean, I totally agree with you. I think uh, Cleveland's defense is extremely good. Um, obviously the pass rush with Miles Garrett. Um, and you know they get Deshaun back and they could be they could be sneaking into the playoffs. Um, I totally agree with that. And the the Bucks, there's just there's no chemistry going on. It seems like I mean. Brady, you know, they ran the ball, I believe, six or seven times to Rashad White in the first uh, first half. He had, like, seven carries for 46 yards, and he finished only with, like, 14. It, it, they, they just go away from the run. They get way too pass-happy. I mean, Brady, he's, what, 45, 43 years old. He, he had 43 um, attempts. Yeah. You know, they got to they gotta just start running the ball, um, taking, you know, time off the clock and, and take a little bit of pressure off Tom Brady. You know, he's, he's up there in age. He's old, and he's not going to carry a team like that anymore. Um, yeah, I don't understand why they don't run the ball more. I mean, Rashad White, he averaged 4.6 yards per carry. It was very effective. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they have a lot of issues, but they probably will win that division, and you never know. They might get the Giants. They might get the – 
Seahawks. And it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. You can never doubt them. So uh, five and six right now is not looking good, but they should win the win that division, given how uh, mediocre it is. And uh, Tom in the playoffs, you you always have a shot. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, once Brady gets in, it, you never know. Um, five and six isn't great, but that division, like you just said, it's very weak. Uh, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Um, no one's looking really too good. Uh, Falcons couldn't help out the Giants yesterday. God forbid uh, Mariota throws the red zone pick at the end of the game. Uh, it was a brutal loss for them. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, I, if I'm the Giants, I really don't want to see the Bucks. obviously, in the playoffs. But, I mean, Giants against Brady. Giants have good history there. So, we'll see. Uh, moving on, I want to touch on the Jets real quick. Um, this has been a, a good year for the Jets. Obviously, uh, they haven't had much to celebrate over the last decade. Um, but they're sitting here seven and four, man. Their their defense is dangerous. It's obviously it's playoff Super Bowl caliber, whatever you want to call it. Uh, their secondary with with uh, DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner is um, is up there for top CB one, CB two punch in the league. And um, they made a statement. I mean, didn't make a statement yesterday, but I mean, it definitely improved their uh, hopes for playoffs. Sitting at seven and four in that loaded division with with Miami and Buffalo. Uh, and it was Mike, it was all on Mike White. Uh, he stepped in. He's been Mike White has been very good uh, at starting any of these games. He I believe he has three career starts with the Jets, and they've all been I think 350 plus pass yards. And and the Jets are are sorry 30 plus points that his team has put up, which the Jets haven't had much of that um, at all when anyone else is at QB. Uh, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, any anyone really. So it's pretty remarkable that their backup quarterback uh, has stepped in three times now and has delivered three big games. Now, you look at the opponent, it was the Chicago Bears. It's The Bears have just been bad. The last few years are sitting at three and nine now, so another year to forget for them, although Fields has shown some bright spots. Um, but that defense is banged up. Eddie Jackson, I believe, tore his Achilles uh, on the MetLife turf, takes another one uh, yesterday, so they're – they're just beat up, but um, it was a big win for the Jets, man. They put up 31 points. Garrett Wilson looked good. He had two TDs. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Zach Wilson won't be playing another snap this year for, for the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, they uh, scored 31 points against the Bears. I mean, the Bears, like you said, they're they're no good team, especially with Fields out. Um, if they had Fields in, it'd be a lot closer. You know, if he was healthy, they could have put up, you know, 35. Who knows? Justin Fields has been balling this year. But, uh, yeah, Zach Wilson, he, he hasn't shown anything. Um, he's just been downright bad this year. And, you know, you can't really get worse than Zach Wilson. And, and Mike White stepped in, and he looked great. I mean, he I think he had six incompletions. Um, and in the first half, he threw for more yards than Zach Wilson did, I think, the past two games. So, um, I, I think with this Jets team, their, their defense is top five. It might be number two, might be three. I think the Niners have a better defense than them. But you look at this team, and I, I, I'm look, I'm comparing them to the Niners a little bit. Um, if Mike White plays that Jimmy Garoppolo role, where don't make mistakes, you know, get completions. Un unfortunately, um, Brees Hall got hurt, which that would be big if they still had him, because yeah. um, the Niners have a great running game. But if, if Mike White plays kind of the Jimmy role. They can they can make noise in the playoffs, and um, if Jimmy's a guy, you know, he doesn't put up great stats. He'll just throw for one or two touchdowns a game, throw for 
you know, 215 yards and that's, and the defense will take care of the rest of the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, if Mike White can keep it up and play mistake-free football, they're going to be dangerous. Yeah, I, I honestly agree with that. I mean, this I didn't expect this kind of year from the Jets. Um, I don't think a lot of people did, but their young guys are really gelling together very quickly, and um, they got a lot of chemistry on this squad. And like you just said, Mike White needs to play that Jimmy Garoppolo role, um, not turning the ball over, as he really does, hasn't done much so far uh, in his Jet career. And he's, uh, his throws look good. They're, they're all, a lot of them are right on the money. So, I mean, they're going to obviously continue to roll with, with Mike White, and uh, big test next week in Minnesota, and then the week after that they're in Buffalo. So we're gonna we're gonna get to a lot a lot to know about Mike White uh, these next two weeks if he can handle um, these big teams. Uh, we'll see because the Jets are are ready to go here. They're sitting at seven and four. They 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 obviously want to make the the postseason here in, in a loaded AFC. So I'm excited to see the next few weeks. Moving on, we'll touch on the Commanders game real quick. Um, there was a, a, few, a couple of turnovers in this game. The Falcons, I mean, they're sitting at five and seven. They have, they've, I guess you could say, honestly, overachieved this year because um, a lot of teams, a lot of people thought that they would be bottom in the league uh, this year, but they're still putting up a fight with the Bucks uh, for the NFC South. But um, they're sitting at one and five on the road, so I guess a lot of people didn't really, I, I didn't, I didn't expect them to win yesterday either because the Commanders have been playing well at home, and I believe Heineke is like five and one now as the Washington starter. So it's it's honestly not fun, honestly, as a Giant fan, because this guy just he just goes out and just finds ways to win games. Uh, although the defense really clutched up, uh, Kendall Fuller yesterday uh, sealed the game with that uh, interception in the end zone. So, I mean, in, in a way, it helped the Giants because the Falcons are an NFC wild card, but it, in, in the other way, it didn't because the Commanders are also right there. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Ryan. Yeah, I mean the Commanders. They're a scrappy team. I mean, you know, Heineke steps in, and all of a sudden they're they're on a win streak. And yeah, they, they they're a scrappy team. They're not they're not a great team. They they fight, they battle, kind of like the Lions. They're in every game. Um, Taylor Heineke's not great, but he looks like he doesn't have to be great. I mean, he makes a lot of third down throws. Um, when the game's on the line against Philly, he made a a few like certain long completions, which it was crazy. I mean, he's got Scary Perry, who's a beast. Um, Brian Robinson, the rookie, looks great um, after coming back. And yeah, they they battle. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough test against the Giants. I don't know how I feel about that game. I think it's gonna come down to the last minute minute or two. Um, but yeah, they're they're no cakewalk either. They're a, they're a scrappy football team. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and like you just said, yeah, that, that giant game's obviously me big. Uh, Robinson has been pretty good this year, but I also wanted to, I forgot to mention that I was listening a little bit at that jet game, uh, yesterday. And I don't know if you noticed, but I felt like that the MetLife crowd was like l very loud yesterday. I haven't seen the jet, a jet crowd that loud, uh, in, in a long time, honestly. And I really want the Giants giant crowd to be like that next Sunday. Cause you want that uh, big home field advantage when the other team comes into play. So yeah, yeah. we'll see Definitely. what happens. Um, jumping to the, I want to talk about the Ravens real quick. I mean, it's it's been disappointment for them this year. It's another year. I mean, they're sitting at seven and four. To say that a team's disappointing when they're um, obviously tied for first with the Bengals is is a little bit like ridiculous to say. But it's it's not if you look at their losses this season because this team is crazy. As it sounds this team could be and should be eleven and zero because you go through their losses. 
the Giants. I believe they were up nine. Um, hold on, I'll pull it up real quick. Here we go. They were up 10 with six minutes to go in the game. That's an inexcusable loss. Up 21 on the Dolphins with 12 minutes to go in the game. Up 21. That game's lost. Up 17 on Buffalo right before half. Lost that game. Up nine yesterday against Jacksonville with six minutes to go in the game, and they lost it. These are four losses that it's just like you look on paper and you're like, how did they lose this football? You have to try and lose that game. So it really is – it comes down to the coaching for me. And um, I'm not a fan of John Harbaugh anymore. Like, I thought he used to be a good coach. I, I don't think he is anymore. I really think the OC is mostly at fault here, uh, Roman. I think he should have been fired in the offseason already. Uh, and he somehow is still, still hung around. I mean, he has not helped Lamar Jackson's growth uh, at all, in my opinion. The red zone offense has been pretty bad all year. They haven't been able to punch in. Uh, TDs. There was about three, or also there's about three or four dropped TDs yesterday. One by Mark Andrews, which is which is inexcusable um, in in this kind of game. And then it was just an absolute meltdown in the last minute where Jacksonville marched right down the field. And Lawrence looks very good. He went 29 to 37 yesterday. Threw for 320, three TDs. Um, one minute. I don't even think they had a timeout left. And he marched on the field and threw the game winner to um, Jones in the end zone. So. Ravens are in trouble here. They, they want to win this division. They, they should not be playing for a wild card because the Bengals had that slow start. And now uh, after that Bengals win yesterday against Tennessee, which was a big one, they're sitting here tied uh, for the division. So it's going to be a dogfight. But um, I want to hear your thoughts on the Ravens and th these just blown games are, are inexcusable. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is coaching. I mean, they, as you mentioned, they, they've been up huge in, in almost every game. And, they find ways to lose. Um, their defense is their defense in the late, late third, fourth quarter just folds, um, and it seems like they go away from their own game plan. Like you're up 21, you should be able to win that game. Um, it, and that's coaching, you know. Mm -hmm. Game plan should stay the same, and you're up 21. You take time off the clock, um, and they just find ways to lose. They, they're they're not going anywhere. Um, no. That is, as you said, inexcusable. And, and Jacksonville, you know, I know uh, Gus Edwards fumbled the ball on the 11-yard line with, you know, I think a few minutes left, which that was horrible. And then Trevor just marches down the field. So another another horrible loss from Baltimore. And part of that's on Lamar, too. I mean, uh, you wouldn't see Mahomes losing these games by 21 points, so. It, it it is crazy how Baltimore is just throwing away their season, just losing these games late. Yeah, I think that some of it do definitely has to be put on Lamar's shoulders, um, for sure, because he's the quarterback of the team. Uh, but yeah, I think definitely it starts with the coaching. But uh, they're gonna have a big decision to make also in the off season because he wants all that money. Uh, they haven't been able to, to come to an, near an agreement yet. Um, he always could play under the franchise tag, but I don't know. I think there's a, there's some bad blood there. Uh, right now for sure and losing games definitely won't help that so we'll see what happens uh, moving on to another AFC uh, matchup we had Chiefs um, play in, it's actually interconference matchup Chiefs played the Rams um, the Rams season's over with uh, they can pack their bags they're headed home uh, they're sitting at three and eight and Stafford's I think basically done for the year so what what just went from a Super Bowl season went to a nightmare season for them which I don't think anyone saw coming uh, Cup is also basically done for the year. So just lost some key guys, and they just never had it this year. 
Um, and they lose to the Chiefs yesterday. I don't think anyone was giving them a shot with their third stringer in against uh, Mahomes in Kansas City. So Chiefs move to 9-2. and two. I think they're the clear favorite right now for the Super Bowl. And uh, the Rams drop another one, go to 3-8. and eight. Yeah, I mean, you knew that wasn't going to be a game. I don't even think Allen Robinson was playing. Um, I, I don't even know who they have on their team currently. <laughs> currently. Um, you know, they still got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, but oh, that is – they are just depleted and – you know the, the the recent transactions that they've made the past few years. They are gonna they're setting themselves up for failure in the future. Yeah, I mean trading, getting getting all these guys, Von Miller, um, Odell. I mean, all these guys getting trading away draft picks. They are they are not looking good for the future. And you know you didn't expect them to win a Super Bowl and then and then win you know three games this year. But you know you know they have a lot of injuries. But ah, that team is. Oh, that team's not going to look good for the next ten years. No, and and the not. Chiefs, the, the Chiefs are just—they're like you said, the clear-cut favorite. I mean, Mahomes is superior. Uh, I mean, he is so good. Him and Kelsey. I, I mean, I've never seen such a good connection. That is, usually like fourth quarter, late in the game against the Chargers last week. You knew you knew the Chiefs won in that game, and you knew Travis Kelsey was going to end it. And it's the same thing. Yeah. That, I mean. You can't guard that man. I don't understand. Nobody could guard Travis Kelsey. Um, no. You need if you need a guy to score touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes to Kelsey, and he's a game wrecker. And Mahomes is obviously, you know, the best quarterback in the league. It's not even close. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, the Chiefs just never fail to amaze uh, at this point. But yeah, like you just said, Kelsey. I think Mahomes Kelsey is is gotta be the best connection quarterback tight end do all the time obviously we everyone loves to say Brady Gronk but I mean all, all due respect to Gronk um Kelsey is his speed at the tight end position is unmatched um he just find way finds ways to just wiggle around the defense and get into the end zone and it seems like sometimes him and Mahomes are just playing backyard football and, and he's just running his own routes and he just finds him wherever he is on the field so it's pretty crazy and uh, also a breakout rookie for them, Pacheco, at running back. He was a seventh-rounder at a Rutgers. I mean, I don't think a lot of people saw – I mean, you put anyone in this offense, they can flourish. That's that's the crazy part. Uh, so I don't think anyone really saw this coming like like this. But he, his feet look good. He's quick. And, I mean, I think he's just taken over Hilaire for, for the starting role because he just got 22 carries yesterday. I yeah, know. Pacheco, he's, yeah. he's fast and um, – They've been getting on the ball. I mean, he had 22 carries, yeah, um, which is a lot. Like the, the Chiefs' offense, they, they throw their pass first, pass first, and honestly, they they don't have to run the ball. But you add this guy into that, um, into that offense, and it, it's almost like who's going to stop him? Um, you know, it, you give Mahomes a good run game and a fast running back like this. I know Jared McKinnon's really good in the passing game too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah, they're almost unstoppable, and I don't know who's going to stop them in, in the playoffs. I, I don't either. I mean, if Buffalo doesn't get their act together soon, it, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be the Chiefs' AFC to lose easily. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. We'll hop over to – back to the NFC real quick. I want to talk a little bit about that Seattle uh, versus Raider game. Uh, Seahawks' loss was big for the uh, NFC wild card implications – I really thought they were going to win that football game, obviously, with the way the Raiders are playing this year. Um, Josh McDaniels does not look like a good coach. 
for the Raiders, although they did find a way to steal one yesterday. But I'm obviously giving the the golden star to Josh Jacobs, who single-handedly won that football game uh, for the Raiders. He had 230 yards on the ground. Uh, that's pretty ridiculous with two TDs. Uh, the game winner, I believe, was almost 80-yard run uh, in overtime. So props to them. Um, I thought once Seattle got that stop in OT, they were going to just get in field goal range and end it. So that's that's a, a gutsy win for the Raiders, but they're they're only playing spoiler at this point. I mean, the odds of the Raiders making the playoffs are slim to none. They're sitting at four and seven. They would need to run the table just to even have a shot. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know if you want to touch on that. I think Seattle's having a pretty remarkable year. I think Geno Smith looks good throwing the football. So I think they'll still be able to, to have a good shot at making the playoffs. Yeah, no, Geno Gino's been balling this year. He has DK and Lockett and Kenneth Walker. He, he's a beast. So, um, great rookie. Um, I don't know why they they only he only gave him uh, 14 carries uh, yesterday. I know it was a back and forth game, very high scoring, but, but I think you got to run the ball a little bit more. Um, I know Gino had 330 yards passing. Um, it was just a, it was a very back and forth game, and you know I think the Raiders. Uh, took took the game to overtime the past two weeks and they won both. So um, yeah, I mean it, that game was all Josh Jacobs. The Seattle could not stop the run, and that that's like you said, single handedly why they lost. So yeah, it was it was a great. That was probably the game of the week. Um, very very good game, and uh, it's good for the Giants that Seattle lost. So yeah, that's I, I, we'll see where Seattle stands in a few weeks. Yeah, that's going to be end up being big, and and like you just said, Seattle cannot stop the run. Uh, that's a big issue with their with their team, and um, anyone that cannot stop the run will either not be making the playoffs or will have a quick exit out of the playoffs because you're not going to win many football games like that. So moving on, um, I want to touch on another NFC game before we get to the Sunday night game. I want to talk about a little bit Saints Niners, uh, just an abysmal offensive performance from New Orleans yesterday uh, in San Fran. Uh, Niners took care of business. That dominating defense uh, pitched a shutout. Uh, they didn't really have to do much offensively, um, only putting up 13. But it's, it's, it's a good win for the Niners. They're sitting at 7-4 and four now after that slow start. Uh, they're a dangerous football team, obviously, with that defense. And you have CMC, you got Debo, you got Kittle. So I, I don't know if you want to touch on that. Not, I think the Niners are a scary team. Yeah, the Niners, they're, they're a top-five team. Um, they might even be top three. That defense is amazing. Um, and like I mentioned before, Jimmy G doesn't have to do much because that defense is so good. And he's got all the weapons you can imagine. I mean, Steve McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Ayuk's really good. Kittle, I mean, it's almost it's almost like they don't even know how to use all these guys. It's, it's crazy to see. I mean, you would think that with all these guys in that offense, they'd be putting up 35 a game, you know, the quarterback could be having, you know, 300-yard passing game. But, no, that's that's not the way they play. That's not their style. They they run the football. They're, you know, short short plays here or there. They, they, you know, run the ball at Debo. I mean, they have so many options. And they could figure it out in the regular season because of that defense. Um, that defense is so good. So, yeah, they're, they might be the favorite in the, in the NFC. You know, Philly, Dallas is pretty good. Um, I, I don't think the Vikings are as good as uh, the Niners, but the, the Niners are a very, very scary team, and and I can see them going to the Super Bowl. If you tell me right now that they're going to be in the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, I agree. I think they're. I honestly think they're the favorite as well. I'd put them. Um, you can call me biased, but I'd put them slightly over Philly. 
uh, right now. I mean, Philly's 10-1. We'll get to that in a second. But, I mean, I don't know. They have some flaws. Um, yeah, that, and we also heard some chirping from um, N- uh, Niners, Dolphins, because Jeff Wilson and uh, Raheem Mostert got traded uh, from the Niners to the Dolphins uh, a couple weeks ago. So um, I believe Jeff Wilson said something like, uh, we have better weapons on, on our team, and we have a, a guy who can actually sling the football. So I guess that's a shot at Jimmy G uh, and the Niners. And then I think Debo replied something like, come on, like let's be real. like Our team's obviously better. So that's going to be a fun game next week, uh, Miami and San Francisco, because those are that's just playmakers all over the field, Waddle, Tyreek, um, Mostert, and then you got Debo and, and Kittle and, and CMC. So that's going to be it's gonna be a fun matchup next week. I honestly hope they flex that to Sunday night, because uh, right now the Sunday night game is, I think it's Cowboys-Colts, and, and no one wants to see that. I'm, t- I'm tired of the Cowboys getting all these primetime games, and enough of it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, they're going to blow up the Colts anyways. Yeah, that – um. That game, Dolphins Niners next week. That, that honestly, that will really show us how good the Dolphins are, and, and really how good Tua is. Yeah. If Tua, you know, Tua is the best duo in the league with uh, Waddle and, and Hill. And if if he can't, you know, throw for three hundred yards or you know three touchdowns like he's been doing against all these other teams, we're gonna start questioning are the Dolphins that good? I mean, Tua's been balling out this year. Obviously, Tyreek and Waddle. You know, I mean, best two in the league. So, you know, that'll that'll really tell us if the Dolphins are for real or if they're frauds. So that that'll be a great game. Yeah, I'm excited. I really want to see what Tua uh, has to offer in these big games coming up um, because he has had a pretty good year so far. Um, a lot of people obviously like to say, yeah, he has Waddle and Tyreek who are always wide open. Uh, so it's pretty easy to just throw the football to them. But um, a, a thing we saw yesterday against the Texans, I mean, it's, it's obviously the Texans. They were supposed to blow them out, as they did. But uh, his, his pocket presence looks a lot better. I mean, there was a play at the goal line, like within the five-yard line, uh, where Tua went through all of his progressions and no one was open. Uh, and then he, he ducked, I think, and then turned around and ran to the left. and was running. It looked a little bit like Mahomes. Um, and he knew exactly what he was doing. And I think he's, he's definitely grown as a QB. He looks better. And, and this coach, Mike McDaniel, who I liked – uh, since the offseason with the Niners. He's very creative. Uh, he's got a lot of plays for Tua to run that that he's been running to perfection. I think he's a lot of the reason uh, for Tua's growth this season. So props to the Dolphins. They're sitting at, I believe, 8-3 and three now, tied with the Bills. So that's going to be that's gonna be a fun division to, to keep track of here. So Yeah, and I, I think the, the, the craziest thing is the, uh, the Dolphins team total over before the game was 30 and a half. <laughs> And they scored, you know, 30 in the first half. So whoever bet, I did not personally bet that, but whoever did is like, oh, this is, there's no chance. And honestly, I don't know how. I know they benched Tua, in, I believe, after the third quarter. Um, but that is just, that's crazy. I, I think that's nuts. Yeah, no, you're right. Actually, I, f- I forgot about that. I saw that yesterday. Um, yeah, it, it makes you think sometimes about what's going on in these games because, the spread was also 14 or 15, and they ended up going from 30 nothing and a half to winning 30-15. Like, come on. That, like, how does that happen? How did the Giants yeah. end up covering at the end of that game? We, we all question what happens at the end of these games. I don't know. I'd rather not know, honestly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, But uh, moving on, we'll touch here on the Sunday night game, and then we can just wrap up with, with if you got any picks, uh, Stom, for, for tonight's game. So I want to talk about okay. Eagles-Packers real quick. Obviously, the Eagles look pretty – Pretty dominating last night. I know they only won forty to thirty-three, 
uh, but watching that game was a complete domination from Philly's side of the offensive side of the football. They ran for 300-plus yards on the Packer defense, which is absolutely unheard of in the National Football League. Um, the Packers were just getting bullied. Uh, Hertz was doing read options, RPOs. That's what their, the Eagle offense is. And I guess the Packers' defensive game plan was just to let the Eagles run. If I'm a defensive coordinator playing against the Eagles, I want to make Jalen Hurts throw the football. I know they got A.J. Brown, got Devontae Smith out there, but I'm making Jalen Hurts throw the football. I'm sorry. Uh, so that didn't happen. Packers' defense got ran all over. But the Packers, I thought, did a pretty decent job responding on offense. That was probably the best we saw of Rodgers this year, and Christian Watson has looked good these last few games because they need receivers to step up. I know Cobb had a TD. Dylan got in. So there's a lot of scoring in this game. Uh, but the, the Packers did also receive some bad news. But Rodgers, I believe he strained his oblique, and he's he might be done for the year. Um, doesn't really matter, though, because they're not going anywhere. They're sitting at 4-8. and eight. So I want to see what Jordan Love honestly can, can give this team these last few weeks, and it'll be, a good, it'll be good for him to get some game play, you know? Yeah, it, it was total domination by Philly. Um, yeah, they, they were just running down their throats. I mean, mm-hmm. the first five minutes of the game, it was 13 nothing, And I'm really surprised that uh, the Packers came back and, and were in that game basically the whole way. Um, I, honestly, what I took from that game is, is, is Philly defense overrated. I mean, that, yeah. is, that defense, yeah. you name you can name everyone on that roster, and they're, they're studs. Like, absolutely. They just got Nadamakin, too. They got Limbaugh Joseph now. I mean, you name it, they have every playmaker on that defense. They should not be giving up 34 points to the Packers, especially with Rodgers, you know, his hand, um, and I think his thumb has been bothering him. And, you know, the Packers, are their offense has been horrible all year. Um, so, honestly, that that's – it says a lot. I don't know if Philly defense is, is ready to uh, to compete in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe it was just a, a bad game, but I'm interested to see the next few weeks how Philly defense responds, or or if if they don't, it, it maybe they're just overrated that defense. I know that offense can score points, especially if they run the ball. But like you said, you know you got to stop the run, make Jalen Hurts throw the ball because he's not he's not the best passer. He's great stats, a great weapons, but you adding. Jalen Hurd's running the ball, and he's he's a dual threat. So we'll see we'll see what the Eagles do in the next few weeks, and if that defense responds. Yeah, no, it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely interesting to see that defense give up thirty three last night, um, and it does make you think. I saw C.J. Gardner Johnson also got shaken up. I think he had a, has a rib injury. Uh, he's been pretty good for them this year. They're pretty loaded all around on the defense. You go from secondary to to linebackers to the D line. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You can run the football, though, on Philly. So, like, these last few weeks, I know I think Jordan Davis has been banged up, uh, one of their big run stuffers. But if, like, the Packers ran the football pretty well last week, if you can run the football on Philly, it's going to open up a lot of things. And I think the, the Niners are a, a matchup nightmare for Philly in the playoffs, personally. And I think you, you agree with me there. Um, oh, I, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think Philly wants to see uh, San Francisco in the playoffs. Uh, that could end up being the NFC chip, which would be a good one. Um, but as a Giants fan, I want to I want the I want to stop the run. Obviously, like you're looking at that game last night, you you need to make Hurts throw the football. I mean, that I thought that was kind of common sense looking at all of his film throughout his NFL 
career so far so far um and the Packers really didn't load the box much I don't know if they were, they were worried about getting beat deeper or whatever the, the issue was um but we saw the Giants last year against Hertz at MetLife and and Hertz was was seeing ghosts out there when he was forced to throw the football he turned the ball over at least two times um so we'll see what happens. I, I can guarantee you, though, that when the Giants face Philly, that they will have a, a good game plan against Hurts. So I'm excited for that. Um, I, I think we can close out talking about tonight's game. Uh, we got Colts Steelers uh, in Indianapolis. I mean, this isn't a great primetime game to close out Week 12, if we're being honest, because the Steelers are sitting at 3-7, and seven, and the Colts are sitting at 4-6-1. and one. Um, Jeff Saturday... Uh, interim coach for the Colts. I mean, he, he's been pretty good so far. He won his first game uh, and then against the Raiders. And then last week against Philly, I mean, they should have won if Hurts didn't break out his legs, at the, break his legs out at the end of the game and, and scampered into the end zone. Uh, so, I mean, he has the Colts playing better football, a lot better than Frank Reich when he was coaching them up. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm honestly leaning Colts t- for this game. I think the Steelers have had a pretty, pretty rough year all around, and Pickett's still – developing he's still young so i'm gonna lean colts i don't know how you feel about this game ryan yeah i'm gonna, I'm also gonna lean colts i mean these two teams i i really haven't seen much of them you know i, I watching the giants watching red zone and you know these, these two teams really aren't you know in red zone a lot they don't score a lot of points um i i'm gonna lean the colts they're home and uh yeah it's, this is not the best game so it could go either way. Um, I know, yeah, pick, like you said, Pickett's a rookie. Um, but if the Colts could run the ball, and, and I guess Matt Ryan, been okay lately for being washed up. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Colts tonight. Yeah, I think that's definitely the move. Um, the Giants play the Colts later in the year. I think that's a game the Giants got to have, this Colts team. Um their line was supposed to be their strong suit, and it has been the last few years, but uh, their line has not been good this year. It hasn't held up well for Matt Ryan, and Quentin Nelson honestly has taken a step back this year as was once to believe one of the best guards in the league. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully they can then find a win and stay in this AFC wildcard race. It'll be a good one. But um, I'm just excited to see down the stretch here. This, this would wrap up week 12, and then next week's week 13, and then we really start to get into the, the home stretch here. Um, I know Brian Dable mentioned this morning uh, to Kayvon Thibodeau that the season starts today. I mean, I think that's that's a great statement. I mean, the home stretch, this is where the, your playmakers need to step up. This is where playoff teams need to push their way into the playoffs. So I'm excited for these next few weeks. I know you are too, Stom, and we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. I'd like to have you back on. I thought we had a great episode. I mean, I was just riding solo today, so I'm, I'm happy you could join me uh, to go over these picks. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me, and uh, I'll definitely uh, come back later in the season. All right, sounds good, Stom. Thank you, uh, listeners. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good one, and uh, this has another, been another episode of Call to Comeback Podcasts.